The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garam Piero columnist for StockEd. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with Mike Fowler, MD of the WA Gold Explorer slash developer Genesis Minerals. It goes by the code GMD or Golf Mike Delta. It's trading at 8.2 cents for a market cap of about 160 million. And I'll just note there that it was a 3.2 cents stock at the start of the year. Now, Genesis was travelling along nicely on the strength of its Ulysses deposit near Leonora earlier in the year, but things got really interesting when Genesis recently acquired the nearby Kukani Gold Project for $13.5 million. Ulysses and Kukani are surrounded by multi-million ounce gold mines like Walia and Sunrise Dam, so you can imagine that the supporting infrastructure there is as good as it gets. As it is, the Ulysses Gold deposit itself sits right on the Goldfields Highway, so there's no go track to get there. The combination of Ulysses and Kukaini, dare I say it, is the genesis of the company being able to start out on a pathway to establish a significant standalone gold mine and processing operation, all of about 30k south of Leonora. Kukaini came with a 414,000 ounce JORP compliant resource for an all-up acquisition cost of $13.5 million or $33 a resource ounce, which you have trouble finding for that, uh, that cost. The Ulysses resource is currently 867,000 ounces, of which there is a higher grade component of 4.5 grams a tonne for 695,000 ounces. So the all-up resource base for the combined project is 1.2 million ounces at a very handy grade of 2.34 grams of gold a tonne. Importantly, it's the first time that the ground between Ulysses and Kukani has been consolidated, giving coverage of 15 kilometres of the important regional structural corridor. And with all that, I'm going to uh, say good day to Mike and welcome him to the show. Hi, Mike, and thanks for your time today. Hi, Darren. Thanks for having me along. Right. Mike, I think, I think it would be a good idea, given the company's clearly going through this transformational phase, if you can give us a bit of a rundown on yourself and some of the board skills that might be there uh, that will be needed in the next year or two as you uh, move from that focus largely on exploration now into a development phase. No worries. So I'm a geologist by background, uh, 30 years experience. I started in 1989 with a company called Dominion Mining. Doing yeah, both Dominion, yeah. Yes, doing both mining and exploration. Mm-hmm. Uh, did seven years there, then moved to a company called Croesus Mining and again did mining, exploration, business development, got, got involved in every facet of the business there. And then in Sorry, 2008, I floated uh, Genesis Minerals and we've been working on that ever since. Um, So we started started life in South America looking for world-class gold and copper deposits, Uh, moved back to WA in 2014 and have been working on the Ulysses project that Barry's just described um, for the last... Oh, really six years now and that's been going from strength to strength. Yeah, in terms yeah. of the board, 
we've got uh, some really good board members for the size of company we are. Tommy McKeith, the chairman. Tommy's uh, involved with Evolution as a non-exec director and a number of other smaller gold companies. Tommy's great. He he covers, um, you know, can work in a large organisation and a small one uh, like Genesis, uh, brings a range of skill sets from exploration to project development to, to mining. Uh, we got, we've got Nick Erner on the board. Uh, Nick's um, a representative of Alcane, our major shareholder. Uh, they're going great guns over in New South Wales at the moment. Mm. Nick's, uh, uh, I think, a chemical engineer by background and he brings a wealth of experience in project development and, and mining. Craig Bradshaw is a non-exec director. Craig was instrumental in getting Saracen up and running in the early days. He spent four or five years as their, years there as their chief executive officer, sorry, their COO, um, and brings a wealth of mining experience and project development experience. And Jerry Kazmarek is our other board member, and Jerry's a, a financial guy that's been involved in a lot of uh, project startups. In terms of our actual management team, uh, we've got Hayden Hadlow, who's our exploration manager, and he brings a wealth of experience in mining and exploration, and a guy called Chris O'Brien, who's our COO, who's uh, been involved in a number of um, sort of startups and working for large and small companies. So I think we've got all bases covered in terms of being able to take Ulysses forward and getting it in production in the near term. Mm, okay. Now, um, given Ulysses, the story around Ulysses is fairly well known, uh, or should be, uh, I was wondering if you could uh, give us uh, a feel for what you've uh, picked up at uh, Kakadi and the relationship uh, that uh, you see developing between Ulysses and Kakadi as we move forward. Yeah, so the Kakadi tenements are located immediately southeast of our main Ulysses deposit. And as you've uh, outlined before, the acquisition brought in 414,000 ounces. And these ounces are within what we consider open pit sort of parameters. So we'll, we'll be able to, what we're looking to do is have uh, a feasibility study that captures underground and open pit ore from Ulysses. And then at the moment, from the current resource base, open pit um, or from the Kukaini tenements. Right. Uh, now, it's the mineralisation the same style across the two? So certainly at Admiral Clark Butterfly, it's a very similar style of mineralisation to what we have at Ulysses. Mm -hmm. um, at Orient Well, uh, where we've been doing a fair bit of work over the last month, it's a different style of mineralisation where it's more of a, it's hosted within a felsic volcanic unit and it's a quartz, quartz stockwork. At Ulysses and Admiral Clark Butterfly, it's more of a load style of mineralisation there. Right. Uh, so of the styles of mineralisation in that part of the world, which one excites you the most? Oh, both, both styles are exciting. Uh, mm. We know at Ulysses the mineralisation extends at depth without, without any problems. So we expect it to be the same story at Admiral Clark and Butterfly where we've got a number of structures there. So just stepping back at, at Ulysses, 
all the mineralisation is all one structure that we call the Ulysses Shear. At Admiral Clark and Butterfly, we've identified at the moment six different mineralised structures, which is really exciting for us. That mm. There's an opportunity there to expand these at depth. Uh, it's a little bit more structurally complex, which is a really good thing from a gold mineralisation point of view. But we expect to be able to do the same thing we've done at Ulysses, really expand the resources at depth. At, at Ulysses, we started... And the depth of drilling there was only sort of 70, 80 metres below surface. Very similar situation with Admiral Clark and Butterfly, where the bulk of the drilling at the moment is only 70 to 100 metres below surface. And all these mineralised structures are completely open at depth. So it's it's really exciting for us. Mm. Uh, talk about open at depth, you're not all that far from Gwalior, are you? Which is what down at... God knows what depth now. Yeah, that's uh, close to two kilometres, so mm. it'd be nice if we could extend ours that deep. Uh, it'd be, be very exciting. Mm. Now, I mentioned a big drilling program, I think 25,000 metres of RC drilling and diamond drilling is underway. What's, uh, what's the initial focus? So the initial focus of our drilling has been to really confirm uh, the resources that we've inherited at Kukaini. Mm. So... Given, look, we've taken this approach given the um, sort of issues that some recent startups have had in, in Western Australia. So we want to just make sure our resources are as robust as possible. And our initial drilling at Avril has, has given us a huge tick from that point of view. So we're really pleased with how that's all started. Yeah. Um, so the focus is... Uh at Admiral at the moment, any drilling, because uh, Orient Well is a bit further down the road, but uh, any drilling there? So uh, we've completed this initial confirmation drilling at Admiral. We've also done it at Clark and Butterfly, and we've just finished at Orient Well. So that's just really confirming the initial resources, and now we're starting to step out. Uh, it's initially at Admiral, uh, but then we'll move on to Clark and Butterfly over the over the next couple of months and also at Orient Well. Mm. I was going to ask you, so when do you see the focus shifting to expansion of resources at depth in the long stroke? Well, that's really started now um, okay. as, of, as of last week. So we, uh, that's, and that's the exciting bit for us and I think that'll be the exciting thing for, for shareholders is that now it's just starting to show how large uh, the Kukaini uh, deposits can be. Mm. Uh, both Ulysses and Kukani have um, uh, production histories, albeit uh, short ones in the modern era. Yes. What um, what uh, stopped production at the two operations? And um, obviously, I, I take it it was gold price at the time, was it? Or... Yeah, a lot of it was to do with gold price. So at, at Ulysses, uh, that was mined by Sons Aguilia in 2002, and that was at a point with Sons Aguilia where they were just trying to fill the mill at Gualia with all whatever they could from around the district, and it was sort of the start of their death throes, if you like. They were, they were really starting to go downhill at that point. So Ulysses worked really well for, for them from an open pit point of view. Um, but that, they were just really looking at the oxide part of the, the deposit there. And Admiral Clark, Butterfly and Orient Well, they, they were mined in the period from 1995 to, to 1997, 98. And that was 
um, it started up, uh, the gold price was strong. And as you said, the gold price really started to tank uh, mm. around 1997, 98. Yeah, uh, down at, what, around 350 an ounce, I think. Yes, mm. yeah. I've memory. got yeah. vivid memories of doing optimizations at that sort of price, which wasn't much fun. No, but everything lights up with uh, what have we got now? Still uh, 2,500 Aussie gold plus? Yeah, mm. uh, a lot of things uh, fall into the res- uh, reserves at this point. Mm. Now, I mentioned a uh, feasibility study was underway. Uh, was, is there any chance you can give us a feel for you know, the scope of the work? Yeah, so with this feasibility study, we're, we're looking to show that we can produce in the range of 100 to 130,000 ounces per annum. That's, that's our objective there. And that's mm-hmm. to do it at a, with, a, with a plant the size of about 1.2 to 1.3 million tonnes a year. Mm-hmm. I think uh, average cost of production in Australia are currently around a $1,400 an ounce. Is that a sort of swing point for you guys as well? Uh, we expect to be a, a little bit lower than that, but we've got a lot of work to do um, between now and March to, to finalise those numbers. Right. Okay. Now, uh, you might remember, Mike, um, I'd, I'd love a beer for every time I've tipped uh, Genesis as a takeover stock. <laughs> that was always on the basis that the uh, Ulysses itself was... Um, just a little bit shy of that, you know, the requirement for a standalone project. Correct. So, the do you, do you see yourself being vulnerable at all? Because there's a lot of hungry mills in that part of the world, isn't there? Look, Barry, we probably are, but at the moment we're just focused on full steam ahead, growing the resource base as large as possible, completing the feasibility study as quickly as possible, and getting into production as quickly as possible. If something happens on that journey, um, yeah, and it's, and it's great for all shareholders, then yeah, we we'll, would seriously look at that. But at mm-hmm. the moment, we just cannot worry about what what may happen from an external point of view. Because mm. uh, every day that goes past, you'll be adding value to the story anyway. Correct. We, we think we've got a lot of value to add from this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And... The emergence of Alcone as your major shareholder, I think they're around 15%. How would you describe that relationship? Oh, the relationship's great. Uh, Nick Herner, as I said before, he's on the board, very supportive, brings a wealth of knowledge. They're really keen to help us get into production over the next uh, 18 months, which, and they've been, they've been really supportive. In terms of what they're thinking from a corporate point of view, uh, look, I've got... I've got no idea from that point of view, but at the moment they're just really supportive on getting getting Genesis into production as soon as possible. Right. Okay. Now, um, we've talked a lot about Ulysses and Kakani, but regionally I understand you've got about 40 kilometres of uh, prospective strike in uh, built up over the recent years, um, both near and uh, regional targets. Uh, anything we can talk about at this stage? Look, at will we haven't really got into that work yet, but as you've outlined there, we've, we've got a, a lot of highly prospective ground. Uh, to, the, to the north of our Ulysses tenements, we have a joint venture with, with Kim Mining called the Desdemona South Joint Venture, and there we're looking for essentially new discoveries. It's an area that 
has not had a lot of work uh, really for the past 25 years. And it's a zone between the Gualia mine, which is uh, 8 million ounces in combined resources, reserves and what's been previously mined, and, and Ulysses. So it's a highly prospective track, track of ground there that we need to, to do a lot of first-pass drilling on. It's a really exciting uh, opportunity for discovery. And then really back around from Ulysses to, to Orient Well, there's a large area there outside of the current resources that needs uh, first-pass testing that hasn't, hasn't been done over the last 20, 25 years, which is remarkable given, given the location of it. So we mm-hmm. see a real opportunity close to the existing resources to make new discoveries. And then down to the southeast of uh, the Orient Well deposit, we've got uh, another deposit called Puzzle, where there's a five-kilometre trend down there on a granite greenstone contact that we think has got some serious potential to outline some significant resources. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if um, Just to bring it all together, um, what should investors be looking out for, say, in the next six to nine months and then further out uh, in 18 months? So in, in terms of news flow, we'll have drilling results that will be ongoing until probably February of 2021. Uh, and that all that drilling is to feed into resource updates, which will be in the December, January, uh, Christmas period of this year. Uh, so we can expect resources to be all updated by probably late January. And that will all feed into the final bit of the feasibility study, which is due for completion by the end of March of 2021. And then from that that point, it's hopefully a very easy decision uh, to fund it and go mining within the next um, sort of 12 months. So then we really get into a, a development phase and into production. Right. Just the, the updated resources, uh, resource estimates in December, January, are they likely to be more of a confirmatory nature or could there be some um, upside from the current figures? Uh, they'll certainly be confirmatory in nature, but we expect to have upside. Right. Okay. And sorry to flip around here, the, that, Jay, uh, that exploration joint venture with um, Kin, are you guys uh, managers of that? Yes, we're managers of that. Mm. And is there uh, a near-term drilling program planned for that? So we've actually just completed a program of air core drilling up there and we'll have some news about that drilling probably in October. Okay, you've got action aplenty, haven't you? Yeah, there's a a lot going on. And nice to, uh, of course, be fully funded for it. The uh, the raisings in what June July and uh, more recently with Alcane, a uh, very different situation to what say twelve eighteen months ago. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and it's nice to have the support of our our shareholders. They've been they've been great. We've got we've had a few uh, good new ones that have come on board over the past sort of two to three months, which has been really pleasing. Uh, mm. But yeah, it's it's a good thing to be able to be funded to do the work that's required. Yeah. Get on with it. Excellent. Alrighty, Mike. Well, thanks for that. You've given us a great rundown on the 
the Kukani acquisition and what it means for the company's uh, development plans. So, an exciting near mine, uh, mine, near mine and regional exploration program in the works there as well. So, we'll, we'll be watching it with interest and wish you the best of luck. So, thanks for your time today. Great, thanks, Gary. Thank you.